Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show on a Tuesday. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve will soon be there from the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai. Lots of pre-owned inventory. A great service department that simply gets it done And a great sales staff that is not just there for the sale, but it's there to make sure that you get the right vehicle that's right for you and your family, fit your budget, all that, and more. And it's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Humble's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Lots more football to get in today, especially spring football. We got some NFL talk to today with Neil Coolong, as always, on, on a Tuesday. And former Nittany Lion QB Matt McGloin back with us today as well. So looking forward to that coming up. And as we continue to count down to the blue-white game on Saturday, Kevon Lee had something very interesting to say in his media availability today that I kind of want to ponder a little bit here. He's asked about Penn State emphasizing running the ball this spring. Kevon Lee says, quote, it started here in the spring and we were running the ball. We would come out first and 10, run the ball. Third and 10, we would run the ball. Fourth and two, we'd run the ball. We're just building the run and seeing where we can go with it. So while that sounds like that's more of an experimental type thing in terms of going over those situations where it's third and 10, it's fourth and two, I'm sure they're going over when it's third and medium, and then they're running the ball. I think that's all well and good to see where it goes because you want to have an open mind on things. I I can understand that to a point, but I do see a little bit of level of concern if you were to bring some of that frame of mind into a real game. Running the ball on third and ten is something that is a little unconventional and I think is really not necessary unless maybe depending on field position, maybe you're backed up and you're trying to get some room off your goal line, you have to punt. I mean, there's some emphasis, there's some times where, yeah, you can do that. Maybe it's late in the game, maybe you want to save legs, whatever. There's times where you can do that, but if if it's a key play, or it's just any play, really, that you're not in those situations for, I would rather see you maybe pass the ball. Now, fourth and two, I guess it kind of depends, spot again, situation things are. 
So that's so I'm not necessarily I, I wouldn't necessarily have a problem with that. But the third and ten thing is where I, I think you get a little bit hairy. What you don't want to do is when you're trying to emphasize something and you're trying to get better at one part of the game, like the running game, which we all agree Penn State needs to see that improvement this year. You don't want to get reckless into your frame of mind and what you want to see from your offense. You still have to move the ball one way or the other. You still can't put guys in bad positions to not succeed. You can't put your defense back if you're going to just run the ball and give up on third and ten and get two yards. So I think it all has to be with game flow. You can't just be going into one mindset and forcing it because that's what you want the philosophy to be. And the only reason why I bring this up is you can't help but notice that James Franklin's had his struggles with in-game management at times. So I think that's something to keep an eye on slightly for as you head into the fall is what is the play calling really going to be on third and long when you have a coaching staff that really wants to emphasize running the football. You just got to be careful with that. You got to make sure you're still making the right play call at the right time. You can't just let one mindset affect you and bam, that's who you're going to be. There's being aggressive, there's trying to establish something, and then there's being reckless and putting your team in a bad spot. That that can't happen. And and it's, and coming into another season where there's probably going to be some high expectations for Penn State. I just found that a little interesting there. And maybe a slight raise of the eyebrow when you're talking about running the ball on third and ten to, to emphasize the run. I get it. It's just practice. We're not even in the fall yet. But depending on how the formatting is for the game, we don't know that yet for Saturday. I'll be curious to see what they, how they do the play calling in when they go through those types of situations, those game situations. I'll be curious to get Steve's thoughts on that if he has any. But that's just my two cents when I saw that. I just found that very interesting, that quote from Kevon Lee. Who I think is going to be in for a big year, too, by the way. And based on what I'm hearing about Nick Singleton, if he can continue to move up the ladder, Ian Kevon Lee could be a really good one-two punch, it seems like. But long way to go. I just found that interesting. And now on the NBA side of things, Sixers dominate once again. And dare I say, dominated even more so than game one. Sure, they had the slow start in, in the first quarter. Sure, they had a little bit of a got lackadaisical early in the fourth. Toronto got back within 11. You started maybe getting a little bit antsy, but then they come back with a gut punch to knock them out officially, led by the amazing Danny Green dunk. Now, I'm not here to say a lot of people are taking that as you know, that might be something that could carry the Sixers forward. Maybe, but I just think their overall play is what's going to continue the momentum. The fact that they were up by as many as 29 last night after Toronto tried to get things more physical and tried to really impose their will because they knew it was a big game for them because now they find themselves in an 0-2 hole heading home for Game 3 tomorrow night. But... You knocked out that will if you're the Sixers by getting up by 29 on them and then putting out another big knockout blow when they thought they had a shot to come back in the game and make it something. <laughs> you just always walk in at the wrong time. 
No, I feel like I'll walk in at the right time. <laughs> I, I feel like actually Mariana, started with some Penn State football before you stepped I, in. I, I, I feel like I feel like Mariano Rivera. I got to come in and get a save. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Almighty! That was good once again. I think I've got a track record here. I think you do. <laughs> I think you do. So what, were, so what were you saying about Penn State football? Well, I'm, let's just see. Let's, I just want to see if you got it right. This is this is just me. You tell me oh, if I'm wrong. You. you told me if I'm reading okay. too much into this. Okay. okay. I thought this quote from Kevon Lee was interesting at practice today. That he said afterwards. I don't know if you saw this yet or not, Steve. No, when he was I haven't asked, seen it. All right. Well, he was emphasized about running the ball this spring. He says, quote, it started here in the spring. We were running the ball. We would come out first and 10, run the ball. Third and 10, we run the ball. Fourth and two, we run the ball. We're just building the run and seeing where it can go from here. Now, I think that's all well and good, but the third and 10 part maybe kind of raise an eyebrow a little bit because. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Just just hold on. Okay. All, right. <laughs> all right, so I am. I am reading too much into this. Okay, just hold on. Okay. There are certain periods that are run periods. Right, I get that. All right. And guess what you're doing in the run period? You're running the ball. So that's what he's saying. Is that where it's coming from? Because I took it as yes. maybe they're going over yes. different game situations. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Then I was reading a little too much into it. Yeah. There's certain periods that are run periods. Okay. And sometimes even in the run period, like it's a third and eight, you'll keep the defense honest. You'll play action and throw it. Okay. Because they know you're running the ball. Right, because I I know there are periods where you work on this certain thing, so I, I, yes. that's where I was curious. Okay, yes. that makes sense. It's, so that's why is this had nothing to do with. In fact, they ran did the run period yesterday. Okay. Um, Nicholas Singleton is going to be Kevon Lee's had a, I think a very good spring. Devin Ford's had a very good spring. I like Katrine Allen. Nicholas Singleton has a. And yes, I am calling him Nicholas, by the way, just so everybody knows. And here's the reason why. I do ask the players what they prefer. And I asked Nicholas yesterday, I said, I you know, they I know you they call you Nick, I know the media calls you Nick, but I also noticed that it's listed as Nicholas on the roster. What do you prefer? And he said, Well, I'd actually prefer Nicholas. I said, Okay. All right. So if you're here so that's why. Uh, just like Bo Perbula, that's how you pronounce his name. I went up to him yesterday, uh, you because know, I've talked to him before. I said, hey, Bo, I just want to make sure it's Bo Perbula. He says, wow, first time. I said, yeah. <laughs> I said, yeah. I said, what? I said, you're like Matt Catrilli. You don't think I pay attention. Uh, <laughs> it's like Drew Aller. It's pronounced Aller. I've heard everything. Alar. I have, too. It's like it's Aller. It's part that, believe it or not, that's one of the elements. Part of the job is you actually you try to be a stickler for this about pronouncing their names right because look, their families are there. I have not met Bo's family or Nicholas's family, but I did meet the Allers on Friday. It's important. Uh, had a great talk yesterday as I, I got a chance to meet Neely Ben Batuti 
the incoming president of Penn State. She was at practice yesterday. Ben Catt, her husband, was there. And Michael Smith, who is the number two, the vice president, was there. He's also part of the search committee for the athletic director. Uh, he wanted to know how you spell Catrillo. I said, well, I don't know what that means, but sure, I, you know, I think I got both L's in there. Uh, but That's not surprising but, to me, by the way. I get that I'm a lot. Not, I'm not surprised either. You know, they, they, they wanted to know more about you. What marvelous people. Yeah, I was around her for an hour yesterday. She loves football uh, and really likes basketball. She loves football, really likes basketball. Her husband, Venkat, really likes football, loves basketball. And Michael Smith likes both. He's like, I, it, it was... Yeah, I've always felt that Penn State has had the right person at the right time. That's always been one of the great elements of the place. After meeting them and spending some time with them yesterday, I feel like that tradition has continued. They've got the right person and the right people at the right time. But it was, it was great talking to them. Naturally, they also wanted to know a little bit about... <clears throat> S-U-I-T, that spells Suta! Of course. I explained that there are some issues there. Stuff spreads fast. (laughs) Sorry, you get to this part of the country. You ask why one person has so many restraining orders. (laughs) Let's face it, there aren't many people when they go to the broadcast booth. There's a brass band playing Hail to the Chief as they go up their own private entrance into it. And what's really bad about that is we actually have a guy that works with him named the Chief, and is just a man of the people. <laughs> you, sir, are my hero! Penn State basketball officially announced today that Cam Winner... And Andrew Funk are part of the program, which we already knew, but, you know, today they officially announced it. Bingo! That's probably after one of Andrew's shots. It was, and in look, fact. I, I don't have to know. You know the Bucknell fans who have watched Andrew play over and over again know what a highly intelligent player he is, what an excellent three-point shooter he is. Yes, sir. Just a really, really terrific person. Intelligent, you have to be smart to run Micah's system and defend him Micah's system. Andrew will be able to handle that with ease because he's smart. I talked to Mike Fairley about this on Sunday, the assistant coach, about how smart these two guys are. Because that's something that in last year in recruiting and so forth, that it's they've had more time to evaluate that. Andrew can play two or three here. Winner can play one or two here. And here's the other element, and this goes to what I've talked about with Sean Clifford so many times, it now applies to this situation as well. You have brought in two veterans that have one year to play that buy the younger players' time. Penn State has a really good, well-respected recruiting class coming in, the highest-ranked recruiting class they've ever had. But you also want to be able to buy them time so that they, when they are ready to play 
and ready to really heavily contribute, they can do it on their own clock when they're ready because you have veterans in front of them that can ease that transition into them and then in practice can make them better. So we've got a lot going on in today's show, as a matter of fact. Uh, we have on the show Matt McGloin today. We'll talk about the blue-white game. We also have on the show Neil Kulong. We'll talk about the NFL draft. We also will have on the show Chris Grassi today to talk about the elements of the blue-white game. Uh, eight teams, by the way, do not have first-round picks in the NFL draft. Eight do not. The Eagles have two of them, which gives them two chances, really, to botch it up. No? That's not how you look at it? No? Mm, yeah, no. Let's not go there. Hopefully not, at least. Mike Mamula, Jalen Rager. Oof. If you go back to the Andy Reid days, Danny Watkins, which is probably the Uh, lowest of the low. Oh, Mike Mamula is the lowest of the low. Yeah, it's true. Actually, yeah. I mean that that Danny Watkins is next. That was a total, complete. Wow, look what he did at the combine. Um, I mean, that's what that was about. We'll talk to Neil about the draft as well. We'll talk to Matt McGloin next half hour. So great to have you here today. As once again, I feel like... Uh, I feel like I've stepped into the Mariano Rivera role again after... <laughs> We straightened out the Kevon Lee story. We somehow endured, you know, the tribute to Joel Embiid. By the way, the Athletic, the guy covers for the Athletic, did say he voted for Joel Embiid. Ah, good for him. Now Jokic has doesn't have Murray. You know, you know Murray didn't play all year for the Nuggets, right? Yes. Who's really like probably is better than Harden? All right, so um, you know. <laughs> Air ball on a finger roll? Really? <laughs> yeah, that wasn't that his lesson. brightest moment. <laughs> Look at how they go. you got to be kidding me. A 20-2 run that they built up such a big lead it didn't affect them in the game. All right. And by the way, <laughs> every once in a while the NBA can be ridiculous. So Toronto's on this run, on this run, on this run, and when Maxi hits a three to break the run, right? How many steps did he take? He, he, <laughs> he was looked, feeling it then. Oh yeah, he looked like Miles Sanders <laughs> running to a sp- running to a spot, and then I'll shoot it. <laughs> like you got to dribble. Loves the- him. Tyrese, you got to dribble the ball. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like the rules say, you got to dribble the ball. You just can't tuck it under and go. <laughs> It doesn't matter. The Sixers are going to win anyway. But I just thought it was comical. Even Gus said something. <laughs> Gus is like, I don't know about that. All right. We will come back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us today here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Okay. 
Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. I feel like I like the reliever that has to come in after the Yankees acquired that Angels guy last year, Andrew Heaney or whatever oh. his name is. I, I feel like I mean oh. that's who you that, no that's who you are. <laughs> I mean, it's un, unbelievable. It's like, <laughs> ouch. Stunning. I mean, just stunning. Listen to the tapes. All right. All right. So, uh, I'm sitting there. I'm talking to those three, three yesterday. And again, when they brought up, you know, whose name I looked around and went, Oh, I can't believe it. I said, you didn't have somebody like that in Louisville. I said, no, 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 no. There's only one of them. And to that, I had to agree. (laughs) Had to agree. All right. Let's get to a little football. Today's show uh, brought to you by our good friends at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in beautiful downtown Hummel's Wharf, really a hub. The Sunbury Motors Ford, Kia, Hyundai, great new inventory. Great guarantees and warranties, too. Fabulous pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. So important. And a great sale, uh, service staff. Sales staff, too, but great service department. That has the ability to take care of the routine, inspections, diagnostics, whatever it may be. They do it all. At Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Key Routes 11 and 15 Hummels Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. All right, let's uh, bring in our old friend Matt McGloin, sir. Welcome back. Great to have you with us. Hey, what's going on? Uh, it's, it's always good to talk to you, Steve. I'm doing well, man. And, uh, yeah, be back in uh, in City College on Saturday, so really looking forward to that, and, and hopefully I get a chance to see you, and, and hopefully we get a chance to catch up. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to that very much. Uh, when you're a young quarterback, and at one point you qualified as that, <laughs> how important was it for you to learn behind a couple of the other guys that were in front of you when you first started here? <laughs> well, it's hard because you feel like you're better than everyone. Oh, I, if, believe me, I, I know you <laughs> thought you were better than they were. I got it. <laughs> well, and that's and like obviously now looking back on it, you, you know, I, I, you know, you'd be like, well, you, you weren't, you know, but that's just like it's, it's just the mentality that quarterbacks have. It's a confidence they have. You know, look in the game of football. You know, only one person gets gets touched the ball every play. Right. You know, and and that's the quarterback. And everybody wants to be in that spot. Everybody, you know, is driven. You know, to 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 get to where they want to be and to reach those goals to be a starting quarterback and to be a starting quarterback at Penn State. Um, You know, so it's hard. Um, But you understand it's a process. You try to do everything you can every single day to make the most of. The, the physical reps that you're given, but with that, it's what are you doing when you or even your stands in the back? Are you getting those mental reps? Um, are you really 
watching the defense and watching the offensive line and taking yourself through that process so when you know the opportunity does present itself to you, you can go in there and deliver immediately. Um, you know, and then for you know, you asked me about you know, myself and what it was like when I was a young quarterback. I mean, that's the one rep that I had had to be a great rep because I couldn't yeah. give my quarterback coach or my offensive coordinator, I couldn't give them the opportunity to say, well, we threw him in there for a rep. He had no clue what was going on. <laughs> you know, right. I didn't have I didn't have the luxury of or you know of time or patience or waiting to see what I what I developed into I had to be ready to go immediately so so the mental reps for me were just as important as those physical reps so there's another element to it as well how many more reps did you get as a young quarterback in the spring as opposed to whatever reps you could somehow steal in the fall yeah you know look it, it was hard you know I was my first year there I was lucky if I got a couple throws you know doing drill work <laughs> yeah, you know, but uh, but I, I, that's and that's what the time before practice is for, and the time after practice is for. If you're a young quarterback trying to make it, trying to compete, trying to prove yourself, and trying to get better because there aren't enough reps to go around, Steve. It's just that that's the nature of the business. That's the way the game works. That's the way the position works. You know, and when I got to a point when I was a starting quarterback in 2012, 2011, 2010, obviously. Um, but really, when I was solidified as a starter in 2012, right. I hated giving my reps up. I wanted to take every yeah. single rep every yeah. single day, and oh, like I would get, I would get mad at O'Brien when he's like, "All right, Matt, you know, come on out, let's get the backups a couple reps," because I, I, I wanted every single rep because you never want anybody else. You know, I think Brett Favre said this: you, you never want anyone else to feel like they can do your job better than you. Yeah, no, I was standing there when you got mad at him. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably every day. I think we got mad at each other every, every day. Every day. But, but, oh, 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 my favorite was my favorite was your was the spring. Now you're so you're you're going to be the starter. We all know you're going to be a starter. I mean, and everybody's trying to learn the offense. And my favorite O'Brien saying was, "Oh, just run what you think it is." <laughs> <laughs> And you, and you look at him and goes, I know what it is. <laughs> it's, yep. like, it's like, okay, like certain things ingrained in your mind. But when it came to younger quarterbacks, all right, so now let's flip the script. You're the only quarterback. You want every rep. But what would you talk to them about because you also wanted to be a good steward of Penn State football for after you left? You know, I, I think right now, and, and uh, you know, I'm assuming you're talking about how, how, know, how, how Sean needs to approach it, yep. Yeah, I mean, look, obviously Sean's a six-year guy there now. You know, he, he needs to take care of business. He needs to focus on his own job. He needs to focus on himself, improving and getting better every every single day. The last thing he needs to do is be looking over his shoulder. Um, if you're James Franklin, you're Mike Yurcich, you need to put, you know, if he is your starter, which they've said, right, he's the starter, but, you know, we all know stranger things have happened in college football mm-hmm. and at the quarterback spot. and Sure. We all know when it comes to football, competition is competition. Anything can happen. But if you're saying the guy's a starter, you need to put your faith in him, your trust in him, your belief in him the whole way, right? This is our guy moving forward. It's just it's a confidence boost. It's a confidence builder for your quarterback, and especially a guy like Sean Clifford, who who has deserved to be that guy right now moving forward. Um, you know, and then since we're talking about younger quarterbacks, Steve, obviously, you know, the, the highly – touted recruits Drew Allar, Bo Perbula, 
you know, for these guys, getting those mental reps, um, making sure that they're well prepared every single day to push to compete with one another, push to compete with Sean Clifford, you know, even though he is the starter, it shouldn't matter because you need to prepare as if you're the starter. You need to try yeah. to hit play as if you're the starter. Everybody's competing for a job day in and day out. But what I think what it comes down to is the physical capabilities of these guys in playing, right? I mean, I understand it's still early. I understand it's still, you know, there's just, there's a few left in the spring, the spring game Saturday, but we're talking about reps. And for these young guys, like, as we get going in the summer and in the training camp, Steve, if you're not developing physically in a hurry, yeah. I, I can't give you reps. I just can't do it. You're gonna to have to stand in the back and learn because you got to remember there's another guy on the roster by the name of Christian Bay who's already played Big Ten football, exactly. one of the Big Ten. Yep. So there's talent there. Um, it, I, I'm I'm just I'm really looking forward. And again, I know the spring game is the spring game, but you'll get a good sense of who's got it and who needs to work on it just by the presence, how they operate on the field. Um, you know. Do they understand where the play clock is? They know how to break the huddle. You know, can they can they spit the language right. out of their mouth, really, right. and run and operate an offense? So that's rather than stats, I'm looking just forward to see the presence of these guys on Saturday afternoon. Which now brings me to another element you just brought up, and that's the language, because you did have to change terminology for your senior season. What was that like, learning Bill O'Brien's language as opposed to Joe Paterno's? Uh, language, <laughs> you know, completely different. It was like learning a foreign language. You know, it really was. And and I talk about all the times. I'm I'm pretty sure I've talked about it on your show before. I used to just stand in front of the mirror, you know, in my apartment, yes, and read plays. Yep, and pretend I was in the huddle, just looking in the mirror, reading the plays, and, and I would go from there. There were so many checks, so many alerts, but I wanted that. Like I wanted to have the opportunity to go out there and be like, well, I don't. I don't really like this play, Bill. So I'm going to alert this player. I'm going to check to this play. And it got to a point where he believed in me. He believed in the offense that, that we were good enough to do that. And we were capable of doing that because his whole philosophy was built around. We don't want to run bad plays, right. right? We don't want to just, we don't want to jam a run up in there just because it's second and four. And you know, that's the play. And let's just move on after that. Like, no, I mean, if the defense is playing, you know, single high zone or they're playing cover two, whatever. I mean, we want to gash him for a big play. You know, we want to make him pay for that. Um, you know, and, and but but that's, yeah, it was different, you know, learning that. And I'm sure it's different for, for these young bucks today right now. But I was just talking about the process itself. And that was one of the most important things for me mm-hmm. early on was getting in the huddle, saying the play with confidence, breaking the huddle, understand where the wideouts were going, the tight ends, the running backs were going, getting to the line of scrimmage going and operating from there, understanding the routine and what it was. And I think that's one of the biggest things for these young guys right now is figuring out what routine works from them playing and play out. The game probably feels like it's 100 miles an hour when you get in the first time, and then it slows down eventually to about 5 miles an hour. How long did it take for you to, in game action, to go from that feeling of 100 down to 5? Uh, as soon as I got hit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, even, yeah, even, you know, in the NFL, the XFL, you know, Penn State, what, you know, you, you, you get out there and you, you just, you know, you, you, everybody is excited, you know, everybody's having fun, you know, and I mean, I really was able to first settle in when somebody would hit me, you know, and I, I remember there'd be a few plays in or, 
you know, a driver to win. I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, I wish somebody would just, you know, plant me into the ground here and hit me right in the back. Yeah. <laughs> just so I could, just so you could get it over with and, and get settled and get playing. Um, you know, the speed, like the speed of the game is certainly a bit of adjustment. That's what's practice for. Um, that's what you work on your footwork for throwing routes on time. Everything stays in time. Everything stays in rhythm. So you see that, but in terms of what you're looking at, right? Defensive line, linebacker, secondary leverage, depth, things like that. That goes back to what I was just talking about with the process and what your routine is. And, and every quarterback have, has one. Everybody quarterback has a different one, but that right there is how you slow the game down mentally. Steve. Uh, Finally, and you alluded to, to this uh, in a previous answer, but just reiter- reiterate one more time. As you're sitting there watching the four of them work on Saturday, what will you watch for that tells you that that X guy is going in the right direction? Yeah, uh, again, the, the process of it, their presence, you know. Yeah. Um, how you look, how you're walking on that field. Are you in control or are you out of control? Right, that that's what I'm looking for. It's all right. It, it's is it are the 15 practices more important than the spring game Saturday, Steve? Yeah, probably. We know it's a watered down offensive game plan. We know you're going to be running a lot of the same stuff, a lot of simple concepts, things like that. Can you perform in a dress rehearsal, game like atmosphere in front of a hundred thousand people on a Saturday afternoon in Beaver Stadium? Right, running out of that mm-hmm. tunnel with the helmet on, the black cleats, nothing's on the back of your jersey. Can you run out and do that? Can you take a hold of the offense or the defense or whatever it may be, and can you put drives together, find completions, no one to take shots downfield, no one to check it down, get the ball out of your hand on time. Um, you know, it, it's, it's that, that's what I'm looking for, you know. Um, you know, and I think that'll tell a lot, and that's what I was talking about. I don't necessarily care – you know, if a guy is, you know, struggling statistically or even right. if he throws an interception here or there, right, mistakes are going to happen, turnovers are going to happen. How does he bounce back? How does he respond? It's just that that's what I'm looking for, the quarterbacks. And, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, who performs well, who plays, um, you know, who plays a lot, who plays when and there isn't necessarily that important either. But it's just who looks the part is something that um, – I'm excited to see you on Saturday. My friend, it's always a pleasure. Thanks so much. I look forward to seeing you Saturday. All right, absolutely. Thank you. Matt McGloin joining us on the show today. Sponsored by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Coming up in the next half hour, Neil Kulong will join us. Then Chris Grassi in the final half hour with some of the details on the blue-white game for the fan experience. We'll do all that and more as we continue. Great to have you with us today. Once again in the Mariano Rivera role. Stepping in to clean up the mess. Instead of Andrew Heaney over here or whatever his name. Your guy. No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! You seem put off by the comparison. I try to compare you to a professional athlete, and you didn't like it. Why is that? (laughs) Because he didn't play like one when he was with the Yankees last year. Listen to the opening part of the show and ask yourself. No, just... <laughs> All right. 
as we we'll get to back to your Kevon Lee thing in a moment. All right, sounds good. Because I think it, actually a couple interesting points in there. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Hmm. When car repairs get difficult, well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 6.30 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6.30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Mm. Out of auto repair. There's certain elements that you work on in certain periods. For example, you may do a red zone period. And, of course, remember, the red zone period is not just for the offense. The red zone period is also for the defense, too. The the running periods are not just for the offense. They're for the defense, too. So when you're doing combined team periods, when you're doing combined team periods, you're trying to get as much work as you can for all three units. I'm talking first, second, and third team. And it was funny, at the beginning of the year, at the beginning of the spring, somebody made a comment to me about, oh, I already put Clifford. I mean, I first string, come on, I thought you'd open it up. I said, when you go out there and run units, you have to have a first, second, and third unit. You just don't go, hey, uh, let's just pick lots and see how it goes. That's not how it works. You have to have that kind of organization. And when Kevon Lee's talking about, hey, we're running it on third and two, we're running it on third and ten, we're running it on third and eight, it just depends on what they're trying to get accomplished in the period. That's what you're trying to see. Because there might be a time you run the ball on third and eight. Okay. You know, can you catch them? Make a play. So there you go. Does that answer your question, Matt? It does. Yes. Okay. Because it just depends on sense. what you what you want to work on in that particular time. For example, in the scrimmage on Friday night, I mean they ran a certain sequence, and the offense, by the way, when they did it, ran great. 